there's a character that's like, put your amiibo on here. Oh, no, you can't because that thing won't read amiibos. I thought you got a new 3DS. Audrey's using my old one. (laughs) Sucker. And she came over and asked me a question because she decided that was really important to do in the middle of the show. Welcome to 20-somethings with Attitude, the Power Pod Ranger Cast podcast, where we watch old episodes of Power Rangers and hold them up to scrutiny. They in no way were intending. Form the head, I'm your host and lead ranger, Andrew, and trying to convince me... No. And stealing the plans from someone else so that he can get a better job and leave this podcast is my co-host, Seth. We can talk. I was just half No, it's cool. it's cool. You don't want to talk. It's fine. <laughs> we're not friends anymore. It's cool. We just do this. That's all we are. What's Joe doing? Maybe I'll talk to him. Our third co-host, Joe, couldn't be here today because he fell asleep at his desk when forming the plans for a new podcast. So today we watched episode 327 of Power Rangers as a whole, episode 34 of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Turn up the volume! Did you like what I did there? I get it. Which originally aired November 10th, 1997. Did you hear what I did there? Uh, No but I get it. Damon competes for the position of chief mechanic. He is beaten by Baxter with his bare hands and left for dead, who steals his plans <clears> to win. <throat> Baxter and Damon must then team up to defeat the Decibat monster by using their own plans against them that Damon invented, but Baxter stole, and then Commander Stanton did things. <laughs> Perfect. There was a little bit of tampering on that one. So, Seth, in a sentence or less, what'd you think? You know, for his... As dismissive as I am, I don't know if it's entirely the episode's fault. Uh, it's passable. I was going to say, ever since we hit the in-space team-up, the show has gone from miserably bad to indifferently passable. I wonder how much of that is. Now, frankly, we haven't watched in a long time, aside from yesterday. But uh, at least I remember yesterday and today, both don't. they're only using monsters. They're not using any story or footage. Yeah, and usually that's a bit of a problem, though, because usually the Japanese footage is the most enjoyable part of an episode, and the American plots are usually painful, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's something, maybe it's just something different. It's not as repetitive or, mund- or mundane. Yeah, it's all just kind of fine. I didn't have mm-hmm. any problems with this one. I just watched it. Yeah, I mean, there was some goofy things. There's some problems, but yeah, I'm, I'm way more dismissive than I, I think is appropriate. Not really feeling this today. All right, let's just jump on in and get it over with. Yeah. Apparently this is going to be a short episode. Yeah. Corone comes and grabs Damon while he's working on something to show him the job board. You made made this point last episode, and I just figured it was because Corone was still fighting Astronomer. Why does she wear black leather? Why doesn't she wear pink leather? Well, pink leather, I think, would be even weirder than the black leather. (laughs) But it would be color-coded. That's the problem. But yeah, it is a weird thing. And I want to point out, since since we're just going to jump into Corona right now, I was going to ask you last episode and I forgot, but I think I actually know the answer, but I may as well bring it up just on the off chance that there's a discussion. What happened to Astronema? Like, does she still have Astronema's powers? And I think the answer is no, because Zordon died for our sins and all evil except for the evil that we're facing now is gone. But then again, the Rangers also lost their morphing abilities, but then we learned in the team-up episode that that doesn't matter anymore. But Astronomer's power wasn't tied to Zordon. 
No, it wasn't, but, I mean, all I'm saying is we learned that Zordon died and the Rangers lost their powers and all evil lost their powers and or died, and so she turned back Apparently not, because Trakina's here. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, outside of the evil that we're dealing with now. Did Astronoma have powers, or was it her staff, which she obviously does not have? I would say, no, of course she has powers, but then again, as far as I can think, she always just has her staff, so it's very possible all the power was in her staff. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I think Astronoma never had powers, so now Corone does not have Astronoma powers by association. Although we learn that when she turns back from evil, apparently now, apparently Astronoma never wore wigs. It was the evilness inside of her head that changed her hair, because remember when Zordon dies and then Corone just turns from like a pink wig into the little blonde girl she is now i don't understand the wigs i don't know if there's some weird alien head armor they're just like headdresses or i don't get it but now i think i can i can flow with the idea that the power was all in the staff but for the sake of argument if the power is all in the staff i have difficulty believing that she becomes the force to be reckoned with that that everyone fears i don't know i mean if it's just a staff i feel like I mean, that has to be the best-kept secret in all of evil. But, I mean, she could have, like, a good concept on strategy and tactics and... I suppose. It's like, just... I don't know. Why don't you... I mean, like... It's a weird thing for it's me. It's not like it's, our world leaders don't, like, have powers. Yeah, but I feel like evil ascension is less on your... your When you're when you're in a world with, with magnet and and music-based monster powers... I feel it's it's your power, not your actual, like tactics or anything yeah it is it is really just it is what you are capable of doing but i guess what is trakina's power and she's half bug yeah i mean there you go you just answered it but that's not a power uh last episode was a dude whose power was magnets which meant he could suck the power out of power rangers and also suck the something out of the mooks to turn them into real bugs yeah and until trakina (laughs) uses her butt tail to poison a ranger. If, I'm gonna we're say, just going to keep talking about last episode. If that magnet guy had used his thing on Trakina, would she have just turned into a normal human or a bug? She's half bug because her dad's a weird squid bug. Space bug squid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, isn't her her dad's like the weird space bug half squid? Yeah, monster. but I'm saying if he were to use... Since she is, she is very clearly... Half and half is not necessarily a little literal here, but half human, half bug. But is she half human? We do not know her mother. I guess what I'm saying is half human is she is humanoid. So is she humanoid enough to just be turned into... Because she's definitely more human than the goobers are. The moose. But are stingwingers actually modified space bugs? But no, are bugs... Are are stingwingers just modified space bugs? Or are they... Like, what is... So what is the basis of... Fuck this episode. What is the basis of last episode's main villain powers? Is he taking the sting out of the winger? Or the wing out of the stinger? Or the wing out of the stinger. Yeah, is he is he taking... He's taking the sting out of the winger because when he turns them into real bugs, they're just like cockroaches, which don't have stingers. And they got wingers. They got wingers. No stingers, but got wingers. <laughs> this is why people listen to our show. <laughs> Comedy gold, everybody. No, but is he taking the power that the little space bugs get to turn into stingwingers, and so they revert back? Or is he... He can't be depowering them. He can't be turning them into bugs. I guess up until this happened, I never considered the stingwingers were anything other than stingwingers. I thought they were just space monsters. Yeah, 
but this throws that all into question because if he, I would say like, oh, maybe he's like technically like devolving them. But if that were the case, are the, okay, here's a new question. Once you become a ranger, are you evolved into, into a secondary life form? A spirit form, if you will. Like if he were to use that onto, on Bulk and Skull, would they turn back into monkeys? We don't have enough evidence to prove, prove that. I think we have enough evidence to debate it since he turns the Stingwingers into bugs. <laughs> didn't somebody, didn't Bulk and Skull get turned into, Bulk got turned into, they both got turned into monkeys. Yeah, that's why I said back into monkeys. Oh, I thought you were saying that we evolved from monkeys, which we No, I am, but I'm also, I chose Bulk and Skull because they were monkeys before and it was a callback. Callbacks. Comedy callbacks. Did the magnet guy turn them into monkeys before? How did they yes. turn into monkeys? Do you remember this? Um, the magnet guy came and said, hey, I have these very specific magnet powers. As you know, if you stick enough magnets on your body, you'll de-evolve. But if, if that's if they're, they're, they're positive magnets. If they're negative magnets, you'll ascend into a higher form, your spirit form. Spirit form. The, the, all that's what the, the morphing energy is just magnetism. That's all it is. The morphing grid is nothing but just a bunch of magnets that Zordon has on his fridge. We've cracked this code. Hello, fellow kids. Insert... How do magnets even work? Mean here. <laughs> I don't think he de-evolves them, though. I don't think he does either. Because, okay, so what do you do? What does he do to the power? Like, he sucks. He apparently sucks Stingwingers it up. are actual space, modified space bugs. They have to be. Because if he's, in relation to the Power Ranger powers, he sucks the power out of the morphers, stopping them from morphing. I don't think he... He sucks it out of their body, as Alpha says. Gross. And if he's doing that to the Stingwingers, they turn into what they were before they had that power. I I guess. So I guess they were bugs. Like, he's not, he's not devolving. He's, he's taking the power. He's not modifying your very being. He's just taking power you have. And in the case of the Stingwinger and the morphing in the, in the Ranger powers, that leaves the Rangers powerless and the Stingwingers back in their pre-power form, which is space bugs. So Trakina... Or I guess rather her dad, Jakina's dad, Scorponok? Yep. Found some space bugs, either from his own planet or another planet, granted them some of his power, and turned them into mooks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. if it, since it's a bug thing, there's a case system, and for all we know, he could be laying these eggs, and that's what they are. They're part of the same race. Because if he if Trakina's his daughter, it's all there's already a big disparity between or a big uh, appearance change between different factions of the of the race. Here's a new question: Are Trakina and Scorponok's abilities part of their race, or is Scorponok like an evil Power Ranger where his race is like a bunch of bug people, but he was granted power, and then he continues to to grant that power across? Let's say he lays these eggs. Either he lays them and grants the power, or since the power is coursing through him when he lays these eggs, rather than hatching into the little bugs they're supposed to hatch into, as the rest of his race does, they hatch into into goobers because he is a more powerful version of what his race already is. Because Power Rangers seems to take for granted that anything that isn't human just automatically has superpowers. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say it's just a space... I don't think he has any more power than the rest of his race. But I guess I didn't think about it as... The Stingwingers can't be a part of his race. Like, if the if the space bugs that the Stingwingers get transformed into after their power gets sucked out... That can't this be, is, like... This entire theory is based on that one fact. They cannot be... 
like a larval infant form of the Stinglinger. So the Stinglingers cannot be part of the race. They have to be actually like harvested space bugs that power is then injected into to turn into the Stinglinger. But there's also still the whole thing of Trachina had to get, had to enter a larval state, but it wasn't her own self-created larval state. Scorponok had to create the cocoon for her, which again says it's his power, not his race's power. And then when he dies, but she maybe, takes like, his arm. Maybe the women of the race can't form their. Maybe that's just how I their suppose. Race works. But then also when he dies, his arm turns into a staff, and that grants her more power. And that again, I feel like if your arm becomes a staff, that's not a race thing. That's a that's a. <laughs> Everyone in our humans <laughs> blow up when they die, or grow big and blow up when they die. Us, we just turn into weapons and stabs. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, uh, I concede. I think Scorponok has some outside power that is separate from his race. Cool. I'm glad we covered this. Anyway, back to the episode. We haven't even gotten to the first scene yet. We haven't even gotten really to the episode. <laughs> we just spent all that time talking. We spent like 15 minutes talking about last week's episode. <laughs> uh, remember when the show used to always be fun like this? Maybe. Maybe. Long, long ago. So anyway, Caron wants Damon to apply for a new job. And apparently apparently on the space station, Terra you don't just has apl- the worst job You don't just applic- apply for a job. You go to the posting and then it says, hey, Enter our science fair. Best exhibit wins. So let's let's talk about the hiring process. We just covered a monster that doesn't even exist in this episode. And a space <laughs> Hasn't race, existed for like half the season. And a space race that I think had like five minutes in the episode. Not even that, because that's a fourth of the show. Um, had like a minute in this episode. Let's talk about the TerraVenture hiring process. Where Commander Stanton, we have to assume because he's commander of the ship. But there are people above him because that little old lady's above him. Oh, yeah. In fact, that entire room of stodgy old people is. What's GSA? Grand Central Ascension. I know that Central doesn't start with a C. It was a joke, but now since I struggled (laughs) with it, it sounded like I just didn't know how to spell. (laughs) Grand. It has to be grand, right? Great. (laughs) Gook. It has to be space. Gypsy Space Association. You think it's space? Do you think it's Space Association? I thought you were going to say you Associates? think it's gypsies. You think it's Great Service Association? Wait, how did we get on C? What I... happened? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you make a joke about service, but it's C? I don't even know where you're getting this GSA or whatever it is from. GSA was um, that was the like company that was looking for the chief thing. I, uh. I'm i not just making this up. Yeah, it's, that was the company. That was like Mechanic Wanted for GSA. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Grand Space Adventures. So sure. anyways, Commander Stanton's involved in the recruitment hiring process. He's HR. Commander Stanton, HR. Great sun acceleration. We'll reach summer at incredible speeds. Unimaginable speeds. Unimaginable. I can't even imagine the speed that you'd have to go to reach summer at. So Commander Stanton takes his little colored... Post-it note. Because some of them were colored, like, index cards. Yeah, they're all... They're bigger than post-it notes. Yeah, they are, like, little, like, index card things. You gotta stand out. At first, when Caron pulls him over to the thing and everybody's huddled around it, I thought thought she auditioned for a play. I did, too, because that's what you do. (laughs) I thought she, like, signed him up to play Hamlet. Or you're, like, a Japanese student checking your exam scores. So, Commander Stanton takes his pink index card to the job board. 
and he removes the actor's wanted like rap sheet and he posts his his job there and people see that and they say in order to be a chef i need to just make a good dessert and so i have to make the get, best a dessert that improves terra venture a dessert that improves terra venture so they all sit down for an indeterminate amount of time and make desserts then they all meet in the parking lot outside of the fucking job <laughs> building where commander stanton tries a bite of each dessert and then he says this is my favorite you are the now you are now the head chef of Terra Venture, and everyone claps. I like it better that he says, you are the now chef. You are the now chef <laughs> instead of the past chef. Or the Tom, future. you are the then chef. You're fired. <laughs> and then he gives him a white suit to get messy. <laughs> and then he says, well, they don't, they don't dark, get messy anymore. dingy when office without lights. When you're the head chef, you don't cook anymore. You have a desk where you can file all your paperwork on, on all the cookings you would have done. Commander Stanton, no holds barred, makes fun of your peon job of using your hands to your face by saying you're no longer going to get your hands dirty you're going to have a real job they put you in a dark office without lights and he says this is your desk where you can do your paperwork and then that's the job hiring process bada bing bada boom bada bing bada boom my favorite part is when they're all just fucking outside in the parking lot (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't even have like a stage it's all just in fact it's like 20 people And they so, just okay. had, they erected like these stupid little like boards to put everybody's diagrams on. And honestly, I'm sure there were more than one, but I only ever remember seeing what's his name, Chuck or So Damon comes in late, so we don't actually see this. How do you think this goes? They all just kind of get together at the parking lot, and then Baxter says, Here's my Sonic Ray invention, and then Commander Stanton looks at it and he goes, Looks good to me. I'm no chief scientist, that's why we need one. Yeah, pretty much. And then he like shakes his hand and he's like, you're hired. And then everybody else just says, well, darn it. Well, dang. Pack it up. Let's go home. Anyway, but then- so Damon, so how about, okay, I will never, I have a love-hate relationship with nerd bullies. And Power Rangers sure loves its geek bullies. Mm-hmm. There are these two dweebs that come up and tell Damon that he'll never get the job because, what's this kid's name? Baxter. Baxter. Is going to get it. And Baxter's like sitting at the bar sipping a martini. It reminds me of that, uh, the milk stuff and, and the IT crowd. Yeah. This is like part of the countdown group. You know, I watched Countdown in London. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched some Countdown online. That's dumb. <laughs> I like Countdown. I also saw a GIF a long, 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 long time ago. And I don't remember like the context of how I saw it. But then I saw the show that it actually came from. Anyways, neither here nor there. So. Baxter, like you said, nerd bullies. Baxter's sitting there. He's like, never going to get this jab. I'm so good at being smart. And then Damon and Carone talk about building a Sonic device. Very loudly. And Baxter overhears him, and he says, I'm going to do that. What do you think Baxter's original plan was? He apparently was struggling. Do we even see him working on anything, or is he just chilling in the bar? All I remember is him, like, stalking them and then sneaking into Damon's very, very large... Did Baxter and his nerd crew just have this this thing down where people would show up to the job board they'd be like look a chief scientist man and then baxter's two two goons show up and they're like whoa you're not gonna you're not thinking of doing that right because baxter's already got sealed then they point over to baxter he turns around and he's like yeah man i'm the smartest guy on this goddamn ship i'm gonna win and they just try and scare him off i guess because baxter like he's smart right he wears glasses (laughs) 
And that's all you need. That's what I've been going off of. He wears glasses and he, he acts confident. And while confidence doesn't relate directly to skill or talent, I have to assume he at least has some. Why else would he want this job? I kind of forgot if we ever even see him working on anything. I remember him being there when they... But was Baxter going to build, like, one of those balls that you put dog food in so that your dog can, like, run around and, like, drop food on the ground for himself? <laughs> and then when he overheard Damon and Caron talk about a sonic device that would defeat the monster and protect her adventure, he was like, oh, man... That blows mine out of the water. Maybe, but I don't think that would have been a very good invention because once Commander Stanton sees that dog successfully roll that ball so all the food falls out so that he can eat it, he's going to say, that dog is so smart. You know what? Baxter, you're the then chief of science stuff, mechanic. This dog <laughs> is, is the now mechanic. <laughs> I think it's job? chief mechanic. I think it's chief mechanic. It can't be mechanic because it's a desk job. Yeah, but you're in charge of the other mechanics, I guess. You're the desk job mechanic. The manager? Mechanicer? Sure. sure. I mean, sure. I don't, I don't fucking know. But Baxter... It does, it's not like matter. Baxter's stupid. I right? suppose not. He, I, I mean, mean, he was he still knows making to, it. He, he, knows how to, he, he knows how to read plans and make a machine. And whether... I guess maybe that's debatable because he has a team doing it. But why... Unless he's downright homeless and broke on Terra Venture, and he's just like, guys, I need a job. And they're like, <laughs> okay, well, we'll just dress up as nerd dweebs. And and say you're smart, and then we'll, we'll we'll lie on your resume, and we'll get it. And then he says, "Idiots, we don't need resumes here. We just need to make the best invention. We just got to find some nerd and steal his his invention, and then display it in the parking lot. And then Commander Stanton will be like, you were impressive. So he gets the job. He gets. So you're telling me the people who made a goddamn colony ship traveling to a lost galaxy cannot build, cannot think up and build a sonic transmitter device? Nope. Here's a better question. What happened to the guy that was the chief mechanic before Baxter? He probably died. Space dysentery? Maybe he liked, he wanted to be the now chef. This is my true calling. I don't like building, I don't like building machines. I like building food. Joke's on him. He doesn't get to build food. He gets to tell other people to build the food. He had pica, so it was working out for him. He could build machines that were also food. (laughs) Eating disorder jokes. Hysterical. (laughs) Where are we? Baxter. Uh, Baxter oh, but no, steals the Baxter's, the... Okay, we're jumping around. But they use the device. Baxter builds the device. We didn't talk about the time where Damon comes into his lab and he goes, Baxter, your dev- you, st- you stole my device and it's not going to work because I didn't finish it. And then Baxter freaks out and then he like, he's like walking away from Damon and he just like, fires a dude. He book checks the scientist. He's like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably, it doesn't uh, relate well this podcast probably but you should definitely watch the episode to see this little literal five second scene i did like how damon doesn't care or yeah. at least doesn't because he doesn't want the job which true but it's also just like damon just i like i did like it's one of those tiny little hints of like the stuff about superheroes that i like where he says like hey if baxter wants this job bad enough that he's going to steal it's fine by me he's like i don't yeah. play that way and i like that I did too. And I liked, um, oh shit, I just forgot. He does something. Oh, I like how Damon just likes being a mechanic. I, I mentioned it earlier where Stanton was, Stanton does judge him based on his position. He calls him out on being like, now your hands never have to be dirty and now you're in a nice pristine dust job. And I was just thinking, but Damon is the mechanic. Like out of everything I know about Damon, he likes being the mechanic. 
It was something that I was seriously wondering if Damon was going to get this job and how it would affect the show. And the answer I knew would be if he did get it, it wouldn't. Yeah, we would never. But since we see that he gets a new jacket, I was like, before he gave up the job after he got it, spoilers, I was looking at that jacket and I thought, there's no no way they're going to make him wear that jacket all the time. He's still going to be greasy and wearing that. Not Tommy Greasy, but just, like, literal like black grease, grease all over Not his grease. face and hands. And wearing that green coverall. Because the show can't change. But it was something that I was like, I'm so used to Power Rangers just saying everybody's the best. And I just, with this and with seeing Kai become, like, commander for a day in that one episode. And <laughs> maybe got a brand new position. I really don't know what happened with them. I wouldn't be surprised if the series ended with everybody just, like, moving up into the next like highest ranking position they can get in their field. They're all wearing those white jackets so they can't yeah. be Power Rangers anymore. They have to pass on the power because they can't wear their color-coded stuff. What does Maya do on the ship? Nothing! She wears fucking loincloth! Why? Oh, I forgot all about that because I don't think she actually shows up in this episode as a person just as a ranger, but I'm fucking I think Corona and Damon are the only people who show up in this episode as a person, not a ranger. Speaking of Corona and of clothing, (laughs) jumping all over the place. At the end of the episode, when Baxter comes by and and says, like, this might actually be before Damon gets to. Oh, yeah. It's when Baxter comes by and Corona says, like, that Baxter is a fucking piece of shit. I hate him. He's a backstered. Hey, backstered, you backstered. And Damon says, eh, he's an all right guy, and he's pretty smart. He can have the job. And she says, like, oh, he's he's a dick. I thought, Caron, you are one to judge. You are a formal evil warlord who is now a Power Ranger. You are the, the, the biggest source of evil for an entire team of Rangers to now the greatest source of good for an entire space station. Commander Stanton doesn't know Baxter stole the plans, right? And you're going to – no. And you're going to judge this dweeb for stealing some plans. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a dick, but at the same time, she's just like, he's fucking scum, and scum doesn't change. Hey, I haven't seen Baxter fight his old past former self in a cave with a skeleton man. <laughs> what, if that's, what if that's how you had to get a new job on the – that's how you had to... Uh, That's how the, the Terra Venture gets, gets new jobs, is they throw you into a cave, a skeleton, you bring a buddy along, the skeleton says, hey, Baxter, fuck you, and then zaps your friend and knocks him down. And then and you then, have to fight him in hand-to-hand combat. And you have combat. to fight your old job. You have to fight you and your... So so Damon would have... Damon would bring Corone along. The skeleton would say, hey, Damon, eat shit, zap Corone, and then Damon in his greasy jumpsuit would come out, and they'd have to fight. It'd be way better than the parking lot science fair. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe they couldn't just get an auditorium. Well, and that's the thing is it is at the lecture hall. This parking lot is the lecture hall because a couple people mentioned that, but no one goes inside. Well, that's what – no, I'm saying like – I'm saying the showrunners. I can't believe they could not rent an auditorium or even like an office – room an office an office room (laughs) a nice meeting room that they could pretend that this is where the interviews are being conducted or whatever but you're telling me that this giant calling ship just has their recruitment phase in the goddamn parking lot outside well where else would they have it in an auditorium or a meeting room look seth they don't have an ernie's here if they had an ernie's everybody would go we don't know that we might not have seen the ernie's dome the ernie's 
Ernie has ascended to it a, a full dome. Well, is the Ernie's dome one giant dome-sized Ernie's, or is it literally hundreds of Ernie's <laughs> scattered throughout the dome, just like on every corner, every every building, every shop in the dome is an Ernie's. The Ernie's dome run by Ernie's clones. <laughs> That's what I choose to believe. So okay, they use their machine to shoot the bad guy, He's like and then the bad, bad guy shoots back. Has like speakers on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not the magnet guy. He's a music man. the The music guy shoots the music back at the sonic transmitter, which causes it to overload. And then Baxter says oh, it's overloading, and then nothing really kind of happens until somebody says something's going to happen. Until the the monitor starts sparking. And then Baxter doesn't know what to do. And I like then... how Stanton gets pissed. He's like, what happened? And Baxter's like, I don't know. And he's like, that's not good enough. But Baxter like... does know. It was overloaded by the monster, sir. Yeah, I suppose you're right. He does say that. He doesn't. Baxter says he doesn't know. Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting at. Why doesn't he? Because his whole thing is he's like, I don't know because I didn't build it. But he does know why it backfired. Because the monster shot at it. And back and overloaded it. I just don't like that because it's another one of those we the audience know something mm-hmm. that the show doesn't know. Stanton is pissed at Baxter for this. But at the same time, I mean, it's a machine that was just built today that was just devised yesterday because the monster – this is like day two of the monster attacking. So, so Baxter – in Stanton's mind, Baxter created this machine, built up the schematics, and built it all in the course of a day. And a day and a half, let's say that. And, he's and then on the first work. trial run, it works, yeah. but then overloads, and he is furious with Baxter over this. That is an amazing turnaround. Like you're, it's a wonder that thing didn't explode the second you turned it on. Plus, like Damon and Baxter fix it live on site, live on stage. Damon, and Monday, Baxter. Monday, Sunday. Fixing shit. You've never seen shit fixed so well. Now head mechanic and normal greasy mechanic. Live, on stage, one night only. Anyway. Watch Commander Stanton get pissed. <laughs> so pissed. Commander I'm Commander Stanton and I will not stand for this. You're going to pay for the whole seat but you only need the edge because you're yelling at Baxter. <laughs> get your pointing fingers ready. They're cutting promos on each other. <laughs> We don't have any of those bits. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to abandon it, and you kept it going. I was like, all right, let's let's ride this train into the wall. (laughs) Well, you didn't have to mention (laughs) another subsection of bits we weren't prepared for. Uh, This is what people come to us for. That and money. Yeah. Anyway, they blow up the monster... No, yeah, they do. I'm sorry. I was thinking well, of I mean, Baxter. I think we've kind of hit everything. I don't Baxter think any... was the real monster, Andrew. The real monster was greed. It was jealousy and envy. I like how Baxter never gets his comeuppance. He you gives up they the say job, about and then Damon you gives it up e anyway. A U and v. Baxter doesn't have his comeuppance. No, he, he gives up the job, which I would... We should have I seen would... Caron slit his throat after <laughs> Slit the her own throat. <laughs> Why doesn't Damon <laughs> want my fucking job help? This is what you did, Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your new desk covered in my blood. (laughs) Freeze frame end credits on a bloody desk and a limp corone. (laughs) A flaccid corone. Flaccid. Super flaccid. 
Uh, Seth, two put-ups and a put-down. My first put-up is going to be, again, no giant monster fight. We didn't have to see it grow big just to watch the same stuff. My second put-up is that, I don't know, this was a fine fine uh, civilian plot. Had some twists, had some turns, had some guy just storming off angry and then book checks a scientist and says, you're fired. <laughs> uh, my put-down is going to be goddamn shaky cam. I guess I never noticed it. You never noticed it? it was the whole goddamn episode, and it was mm. getting real old real fast. My first put-up is going to be... I like Damon in this episode. I liked his attitude of just, it's not worth the petty bullshit. His him. laissez-faire attitude. Yeah, it worked for me. It In a show that doesn't really do much with characterizations, it created somewhat of a character for him in this episode for me. I like that. Um, my second put-up is... I like all of our discussions in this. Our my second put up is this episode. This is we've been having some fun discussions as of late, and I've missed those. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out the world, and in, in a show that does not care, and that is like actively trying to sabotage us from doing so. <laughs> my put down is going to be Corone's tight leather outfit. It's still just inappropriate. Inappropriate. Put some clothes on Corone. Have some respect. Show some decency hey does corona have magic psychic you're gonna powers? pay for the whole seat but you're only gonna need none because you're putting on more clothes <laughs> hey does corona have uh alien psychic powers like her brother i think only the superior males have psychic powers in that race fair enough not that i'm misogynistic i'm just saying the race itself is Seth, do we? Well, we don't have a Japanese counterpart outside of what? So this monster's from? This monster is from Chapter Ten of Seiju Sentai Ginga Man, The Flute of the Wind, in which. The Genga warriors struggle against a barbin monster that can amplify and manipulate sound to awaken Titanics. Hayate's flute is destroyed when he tries to negate the monster's attack with its sound and must go on a quest to make a new one so the Genga men can fight unhindered. Do you need to go on a quest to make something? Yep. Do you? Sure. I don't know. You have to go on a quest to find the parts to make a new one. Maybe you have to make it in a special place. Special in place your happy inside place? your heart. <laughs> Next time, we're going to watch episode 35 of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Why does Wikipedia do this? Enter the Lost Galaxy, in which I assume we are starting over from episode one. What if this season has an infinite amount of episodes? I would kill myself. Because it just keeps starting over. Anyway, as usual, I watch this in my PS form on Netflix. You know, I just realized today, which is why I mentioned it to you, you made that joke a long time ago. I don't watch this on my PlayStation. Just watch it on your smart TV. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna meet Commander Stanton in the parking lot, and <laughs> it's his cool plans. He's so smart. We call him TV. <laughs> Stands for television. Terrific, <laughs> terrific vision. V- vision. V- var- varsity boy. Terrific dick vision. <laughs> Next time, join us when we do this once more with attitude. I saw Kyle Miller two weekends ago, and he was saying he's very excited for your Batman podcast. I would love to sit down and finally fucking edit that thing. You still need to get like 20 more episodes together.